to Juice Interviews. I'm Ben. As always, it's Paul. Uh, well, that's not how you put it. What is it? Let's try again. Hello, welcome to Juice Interviews. I am Ben. And as always, I'm Paul. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You've been really fucking this up lately, Paul. It's hard. You know, I want to do something different, though. But we, I'm a changed man. But the ratings are up. You gotta stay the same. I know. Um, okay. the ratings I'll will, always be Paul. You know the ratings will plummet once you change your uh, your intro. I know. Just look at um, in action. Yeah, take uh, Wings for example. Didn't they change their song mid-season? Oh yeah, Wings. Yeah, <laughs> big Wings fans here. Uh, all right. So Paul, how are you? Doing good, man. I just had uh, just got my appendix removed. Oh, I caramba. Yeah. So it's cool. I got like hospital jello. Yeah. Yeah. You got a, a cool um, battle scar. Uh, not really. Uh, it's, well, I guess, you know, with technology nowadays. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's easy better. to cut me open. Yeah. What do you think brought on the uh, appendicitis? From what I know, appendicitis is brought on by holding in your shits. It was probably holding in my shits. Yeah, I just, you got to take know? more shits, Paul. You know, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try to get some headaches out of there. You're like, ew, this bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to hold it in. Why not? Yeah, it's New York City. Bathrooms are disgusting. Um, Actually, they're very nice. Very nice city. I guess we're going to different bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's tax day. I know. Gotta pay. Gotta pay Obama. Oh, the tax man is for a coming now. for you. Obama. I got a refund. That was cool. Yeah, me too. Thank God. Last year I, I think I already spent the refund. Last year I did not though. Wait, really? Yeah. Last yeah. year I owed Obama. Oh man. And he was like, "What did he, did he come he, after you?" Yeah, he was like, uh, "Ben, yeah, you owe me a couple thousand dollars." <laughs> what what a great Obama impression! Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so spring is sprung. Spring, spring fling flicks. Jinx, jinx, double jinx, triple jinx. jinx. We're getting good at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen any movies lately? I have. Uh, let's let's preface that. Have you seen any movies lately that we're not going to talk about today? Oh. Because today. Well, you know what I did see? Sure. I rented it on demand. Ooh. Uh, Point Break remake. Point Break remake. Yeah, that's what it's called. Point Break remake. Yeah. And how'd you how'd you like it? It was like awesomely bad. Do they bring back Anthony Kiedis? No. No. Oh. But it was just like you know everything's very serious. Like, dude, they're gonna go. Like, I'm sorry. Jump this mountain. Was that the line, dude? They're gonna go jump Probably this mountain. Probably in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because they were all like X Games guys. They were in this very serious meeting. And they're like, well, I, a I, senator's I, like, I don't know why you brought me here. And he's like, you don't understand. These guys are extreme athletes. Okay. That's I good. haven't seen the movie yet. It's on my next Netflix queue. Uh-huh. Um, and I will see it eventually because sometimes bad movies are fun. But, like, no spoilies here. Uh-huh. Was there, like, context of, like, we actually know their X Games guys. Like, do we see them in a X Games competition? No, just lots of references, and I mean, the whole thing is built around their philosophy of extreme sports. But we don't know if they. They're actually, actually are more. They're X actually games no. They are. They definitely are. Okay. Yeah, because they you know know each other from that world, and they party with people in that world. But they're much like more. Like Sean White. They're more. Much more. People I don't know. It was authentic. Uh, <laughs> so <authentic. laughs> I didn't know who they well, were just because you never watch X Games. <laughs> yeah, the only X Games people I know host like the Road Rules Real World Challenge. Yeah, it's true. Me too. Yeah, and John White. Um, so yeah, it was cool. But they were much more extreme athletes than actually being criminals. Like their main focus was really on 
their next uh, extreme, about just an X, like extreme thing. So they're, they're not focused on the heist. They're focused on the extremeness yeah. of the heist. Okay, cool. They're trying to challenge like all of Earth's uh, Elements? Yeah, something like, like that. Like Captain Planet? Something like that, seriously. <laughs> okay. I dozed off a little <laughs> what a, bit. What a, what a great segue yeah. into uh, doing what we do best, Jews and Previews. So I said it was a great segue because we're going to be reviewing the movie Keanu. Get it? Because Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he was in the first Point Break. The only Point Break in my heart. Well, there was two, just Uh, not in your heart. Yeah, right. Uh, So Keanu, um, written by uh, uh, Key and Peele, right? Yes. Why don't you take this one, Paul? You seem way more excited for this movie than I. How are you not excited for this movie? It's awesome. I'll definitely see it. It seems fun, but I don't know. Jordan Peele. Yes. Keegan-Michael Key. Yes. Basically making, like, I assume they kind of wrote it as like a, like 10 sketches built into a movie. And it's all centered around, uh, I guess they adopt a cat mm-hmm. that gets kidnapped. Kit, kidnapped. Kit, kidnapped. Yeah. By uh, gangsters. Damn. And that's really it. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Probably some cool cameos in there. I saw yeah. in the preview of Will Forte. Forte, Method Man. Yeah. Who else? Um, I'm sure they're going to have a a load of people in this movie. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of cameos. But what do you think? It's going to be funny? I think it's going to be hysterical. See, what I like about it... I don't like cats, though. I'm not a cat guy. I'm a dog guy. Well, I'll just pretend it's a dog. I don't know about that. It's really easy to do. Just pretend that the cat's a dog. You'll have to teach me that. All right. Well, anyway, or pretend you like cats. But anyway, do you know what I like about the movie? Is that they didn't... Like, they... um, they didn't want to do like an overly complex movie for their first, like kind of like when Kids in the Hall did Brain Candy, yeah. And it was such a complex thing. Sure. They were like, no, we want to just have a really simple premise and then make it easier to build around it. Right. So I assume it'll be very funny. Yeah. What are we, what are we thinking? Uh, first weekend grosses. Uh, that should be a new game. Let's, I, uh, a, okay. A new game on the show for Jews and previews specifically. Uh, we'll preview the movie. We'll have to remember to come back to it. And uh, first weekend, right. and we'll, we'll we'll say domestic gross of the first opening weekends of that movie. What does it come out against? Oh, I don't know. Producer Kent, can you help us out here? Like, I need the weekend. I need to see if it's a holiday weekend. People can be away for the summer. I thought this was going to be a quick, fun game. You're no, I can't really lose. You know, I'm just going to throw it out there. Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. Okay, are we doing prices right rules? I don't know. Just the closest to it. Yes, yeah, prices right rules. Um, no, but none of that like one dollar thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh twenty-five million. That's not that much money. I'm gonna go with thirty-seven million. Oh. I think it's gonna do good. Yeah. Well, now I feel like I shortchanged those guys. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were a fan. Jeez. I'm a fan, but I think twenty-five million yeah. is a generous take. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm kind of comparing it to like uh, probably perform a little better than like Let's Be Cops. Yeah, I mean it's gonna perform way better than Miss March. Oh, I think everything performed better than Miss March. Although I did enjoy Miss March. Miss March was a movie brought to you by uh, the Wedges Kids, you know. Um, well, let's talk about why we're here. Whoa! The main event, whoa, whoa, the whoa, feature whoa. presentation. 
Aren't we going to give uh, our junior reviewer a shot? Oh, my God. Paul. Ruben's Corner? I totally forgot. I, hey, Ruben, I, how I are you? Forgot, I'm well. I actually forgot that we promoted him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot you promoted me. I mean, you didn't even acknowledge him when he came in. He just walked right by him and, and knocked his lunch out of his hands. Well, Albert uh, Pinecone, our, our new senior intern, has been... Yo, Ben. Hey. You know, we've been you know, working together yeah, for a while. Been, you yeah. call me Bert. Bert? Yeah, Bert. Okay. Bert Pinecone, you know, Bert. Albert. It's like short for that. Yep, I Can I call still, you Al? Hold on. I'm still talking to this gentleman. You got to still say the whole Pinecone part, all right? Uh, well, Bert Pinecone and I, a senior intern, have, uh, you know, he's really excelled. And uh, I, I just, I guess I just forgot all about Ruben. <laughs> That's very mean of you. First of all, you knocked my lunch straight out of my hands as if I was some kind of... You know, thing that that happens to, and then all of a sudden you're gonna forget I'm a person that does things all together. Yep. It was really cool. It was like an '80s movie. You just took his tray and knocked it down. I had a tray. Brought in a tray, especially to hold my lunch. I mean, and you knocked it off of there. I don't even. I think I was on autopilot. I just don't even remember that. That's just that's just causing altitude. That doesn't I, make you do other stuff. And then as you walked away, you just said, "Nerd alert." Just, I mean, just the subconscious coming out of me, I guess. Very, very rude dude. <laughs> well, anyways, I guess we're here. Um, we're Ruben's Corner. Ruben's Corner. Uh, Ruben's first attempt uh, in his new position as junior reviewer. Um, That's a, right. Thank new, you. It's a new segment. Uh, it took him a handful of weeks to figure out how he was going to do his first uh, segment of Ruben's Corner. I so it to th- be good. Thank you for finally had to coming up with something. Drafts, first, second, third drafts, final drafts. I had to download that program illegally just to write this out. Whoa, FBI listens to this. It's the dark net. Oh. They're not on there. Yeah. They probably are. They don't care. Yeah. Okay, you're a small fish, right? I got you. Big pie. All right, so let's get to it, Ruben. That's, uh, we're excited. Ready for... Uh, Paul's, do you, really, Paul's really rushing I, Paul, you through Paul, this. Paul has been you know, the biggest proponent of this. And for are you what, serious, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, he's been pushing this. Like, uh, it's called upward Salt and pepper pushes it. The proverbial it. Yeah, I'm pushing it real good. Pretty good. Pretty I'll good. I'll say. Uh, All right, Ruben. Well, good luck, I guess. This is Ruben, the junior reviewer here, and I'm going to review for you a classic, at least in my mind, certainly producer Kent's mind, perhaps in your minds out there. I don't know, I'm not a mind-reading person that sits and smokes cigarette on corner, waiting for you to drunkenly come and read your palm, their palm. Anyway, this is Ruben's review of the, of the movie GoldenEye. Ugh. I'm sorry? Wow, that was rude, but okay, keep going. I'm going to keep going. GoldenEye is Irish actor Pierce Brosnan's first attempt at James Bond and... Baby, does he deliver? He (laughs) pierces through the shadow cast by... I'll say that again. He pierces through the shadow cast by Sean Connery and Roger Moore with the light of his performance. Also, my best friend is a cook from India named Bharath, and let me tell you something. 
That tank chase scene is as tasty as my bras non. <laughs> anyway, some people like Lima, others prefer Garbanzo. Well, baby, I'll take my bean, Sean, as in Sean Bean, as Alec Trevelyan, 006, James Bond's secret agent pal, who bites the bullet early on. Or does he? No, he doesn't. <clears throat> if you're looking for Bond babes, well, baby, look no further. First on the menu is Natalia Semyonova, played, played by a, a Russian actress. This, this bodacious borscht is strong, smart, and sexy. She plays a computer expert who, who Bond not only, Bond's only hope at cracking the fast-paced world of 1996 computers. All in all, a perfect combo of a tough cookie and a hot tamale. Order up. For dessert, <laughs> and in the role of Bond's sex antagonist is None other than actress from the 10, Famke Janssen, as Zenia Zegevna on the top. This little dish serves up death in the form of body-crushing thigh squeezes. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> all in all, you better make sure you're home to sign for this package because it delivers on both thrills and chills. Baby, that's it. Wow, I was review. impressed, Ruben. This is a decent first attempt. Thank Congra you. Congratulations. I, I tried to put extra themes in there, like food and, uh, and food. Yeah, and food, and I tried to put, you know, the talk, like people talk. You know, they say baby all the time. Like cool guys say, hey, baby, baby, do you like this, baby? It's true. <laughs> Uh, well, at least you didn't steal any of uh, our themes on this show, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. Do we, I look very much forward yeah, to doing do, more do of this. Do we expect more uh, of Ruben's Corner in future episodes? You, are you asking me? You're the boss here. That's really up to the producer, Kent. Yeah. I'm just the talent. Uh, listen, I am just, I'm just twisting the knobs here. You guys are the hosts. It's up to you. Oh. We'll see. To be. We'll see about it. it. All right, but the main event, what we're all here for, what people are clamoring for. The, the listeners are clamoring the right listeners now. The listeners are clamoring. I wish I knew what noise clamoring was because I'd do it. It's like... Yeah, the listeners Ugh. are... Yep. For the Michael Schalter directed, Hello, my name is Doris. Hello, my name is Doris, Michael Showalter directed film. Mm -hmm. uh, we're big mm -hmm. Michael Showalter fans from the state, uh, Stella, A Wet Hot American Summer, uh, and so forth. Everything uh, he does. Why don't you break down the movie real quick? All right, so this movie is about the you know character, the title, Doris. She plays... Uh, Doris what? the Explorers? Oh, maybe, how old is she in the movie? Six, late 60s, yeah, 70s? Yeah, late 60s. No, no, uh, late 60s? 60s, yeah. 60s, okay. 
uh, plays an older woman, Staten Island woman. Hey, if we know something about Staten hey, Island, we know there's we, women hey, there. Hey, we, there's women there. And she plays like an office worker um, in this new hip company, but she's a little old. Right, of, so she does. Tune. She just a simple data entry at yeah. some like fashion company, but like I guess when it, they were merged or got taken over, like they, she had to be, they had to yeah. stay because of some laws. Yeah, definitely a law. Yeah. And women in the workplace a lot. You know, something. she's oh. like she has her best friend in Staten Island, like a widower. Mm-hmm. Um, really seems like she's she lives taking a pretty the ferry boring to work. life. You know, her her mom just passed away. Right. Um, and you know, she seems very lonely. She is. Uh, yeah. She gets into an elevator one morning, and who walks in? Her new boss, played by Max Greenberg, yeah. Greenfield. Greenfield. Field. So you're close. They're they're all the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> I can Whoa. Say, I can say that. Okay. It's, it's called Jews and reviews, <laughs> okay? Not yeah. Gentiles and uh, critiques. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the movie really follows her. And she develops a crush right off the bat. Yeah, who on the, wouldn't? On I mean, this, on just... this Max character, whatever his name is in the movie. And what she does is she enlists the help of her like best friend's uh, niece, uh, so, gr- granddaughter, granddaughter, yep, a granddaughter, and to create like a that makes more sense. To create like a Facebook account and stalk him and learn yeah. everything about yeah. him. I think it's important to, to mention that Doris, you know, she lives in her family home after her mother passed away. She's a hoarder. She's a hoarder. Ugh, gross. And, Tell me how you really feel. Ugh, gross. And uh, <laughs> get that as a soundbite, producer Kent. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, you know, it, she's just like living life just – she's – Strolling through life, she's not. Yeah. She's not really taking advantage of what. It's almost life like has kind of her. sad. Like you feel bad for it's her. There's not sad. a lot going on. Yeah. But at the same time, the movie itself is very delightful. Oh my god, very delightful. The crowds yeah. loved it. As, our crowd. We were the youngest people by uh, a lot. Twenty years. They actually years. were checking our ARP cards on the way in. Yeah, should have gotten that discount. <laughs> were you just pointing at me for a rim shot? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> Hey, I thought the people in the movie were like, oh, I didn't know if I'd like it, but I really met cared about it. Drop the mic. Don't drop it. Okay. It's expensive. Yeah, please don't, please don't drop that. Right. It's very expensive. Um, so, so, yeah, so now she's hanging out with uh, her boss, Max Greenfield, and she's experiencing the lovely Williamsburg. Oh, lovely. A, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. But... Let's talk about that commute for a second. The that L must have taken her hours yeah, to get the, a quits estimate the time. All right, well let's let's break it down for the listeners who don't live in the New York metropolitan area. I'm sure there's so many of them out there. Uh, you're take you're in Staten Island, probably mid islands, right? Yeah, Ken, what do you think from the house in that movie? I didn't as, see it. Where is her house? What neighborhood? They, they, don't, they say. don't say. Mid island. I'd say mid island. Kind of like kind of like neighborhood I grew up. Great. Yeah. That's probably a little more down. Yeah, so let's just say mid island. Okay, mid island. <laughs> half so, hour to take the train to the ferry. Yeah, half hour to the ferry. Ferry is about a half hour. Yeah, into the city. And we're talking hitting the connections. Then here. you're taking like the N or the R to like 14th to switch to the L. Yeah, and then you're taking the L all the way to Bedford, and then you're in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a long commute. So what do you estimate, Paul? All in catching everything. It's like a two hour commute. Hour 45. I'd say hour 45 too easy conservatively ugh that's terrible how terrible is it on a scale from 1 to terrible it's terrible oh, that's, that's pretty bad 
So what else can you tell us about the movie? Like, what what were your highs, lows, mids? Highs. So she, you know, one one of the big set pieces is she discovers, um, I forget the name, um, like his favorite band. It's like electronica band ja- with uh, uh, Jack, Jack Antonoff from Bleachers and Fun. And, and hilariously, and Kyle Mooney plays his uh, photographer. Yeah, which was great. And what was the band called? Something in the Atomic Winter. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Nuclear Winter. Baby something. Baby. Baby. Uh, Yeah, so she goes to the show, uh, which is at Rough Trade in Williamsburg, uh, and sees Max there, and and they're like, oh my god, you you like this band? Oh, let's hang out. And uh, Jack Andoff sees her, an older woman, liking his music, and then they get invited backstage, and they hang out, and she's part of his his new album cover. Yeah, and that's what really kicks them off, and they develop this really close friendship, and it's all going really well until... She discovers there's a girlfriend involved. Yeah, of course, Max Greenfield has a girlfriend. Yeah. He's successful, good-looking. He lives in a pretty nice like loft apartment. Yeah, he kind finally of, got right? his one broke girl. Yeah, and you're right. She's in, she's in that show. Yeah, Beth Bears. Yeah, I don't watch that show. Mm, I watch reruns sometimes. Cool. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sally Field gets so, Doris, she gets so upset, she, she uh, Facebook ruin their relationship is that a thing she, first off she's catfishing him definitely catfishing him. yeah but i think we're getting up the whole movie here but you know you know things happen tensions flow emotions fly and i think doris ends up in a better place for it all yeah i mean for the most part it was sad interesting delightful but overall like you said. walked out feeling happy and and yeah so it was a great like transition for michael showalter uh filmmaking and like wacky comedy to like a more serious like nice movie friend a family friendly movie but there was some fun wacky lots stuff of laughs. in there lots, lots of laughs, of laughs. Yeah. good cast yeah Cool. cool. All right, I guess that's it, right? All right, guys. So uh, we're done here. Yeah. Hey, right. Bert. Bert Pinecone. Bert Pinecone. Sorry. Um. Did Did you hit Did you hit this trades to book anybody today, or did I hit this trades to book somebody? What do you mean by that? Well, one of your jobs as our intern is to book our guests. That's true. Is hitting the trades uh, a thing I'm supposed to use for I that? I mean, last episode you hit backstage. The episode before that. I think there was a poster somewhere with the, the tabs. I think that was Ruben that did that, uh, if I remember okay. correctly. <laughs> Who can nowadays? I'm a right? little bit better for that. Anyway, I found this person uh, wandering the street in front of my, you know, Scientology center. She's not a Scientologist, but I just, you know, met her out there, and we got talking, and uh, I was like, hey, you what's know. A, what's that? What's that motto they have under the Scientology Museum? Oh, take it to the house. Take it to the max. <laughs> Oh no, maybe it's take it to the house. I forget. It's a new thing to try. No, God, I'm not up to that level yet. Uh, I don't have enough money. Uh, but anyway, she's here, and she, you know, she's she helped me with all the, the shit I got in my house. Whoa. Okay. Uh, so we have Elaine Bain here, a spokeswoman for Collectors Unanimous. That that's correct. That's correct. Collectors Unanimous. Uh, we don't like to be called hoarders, so we. Uh, we think of our things as souls. Okay, so how, much, how many souls do you have? <laughs> oh, I mean, as many as there are stars in the sky by this point. I mean, I, I, I've been a proud spokeswoman for Collectors Unanimous for uh, 14 years. And uh, I've been collecting souls for far more years than that. 
Wow. So, so what does Collectors Unanimous do? We, uh, we act as uh, diplomats between the collectors mm-hmm. and the infringing external forces. Could be their, their families, um, their uh, landlords, the therapists trying to come in and seize the souls out of their houses. And again, now, when we're talking about souls, we're talking about uh, things on sneakers. Are we talking about layoffs? Yeah, Are we talking about newspapers? I mean, listen, any object. I'm not going to put things in a box. You know what I'm saying? Any, uh, so to speak, any object. Uh, has the potential to be filled with the soul and collectors have this sort of psychic understanding and can hear the soul so supposing you're walking down the street such as you know in this in this film doris finds a lamp oh that's great you saw the movie i did see the movie i I had to it because you know what it it really bothered me because it it really casts hoarders in a negative light and as you said you've been a spokeswoman for 14 years correct um collecting for far more than that and Clearly, you're, what are you, like 25? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm 47. You're such oh. a charmer. <laughs> I, I mean, you're I, such I will. You're a charmer, yes. Ben. And every year hey. I collect is, you know, an, an additional an additional special treasure in my, my collection of life. So you have 47 collections. If you had a name, your top three items, what would they be? Well, uh, very, very special to me are my plants. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of my plants have names, as all plants should have names. And you should respect care, them. Taking care of them, watering them. Of course. Okay. Of course. Uh, living creatures, you know, just as we are. So I have one plant uh, in the corner of my living room called uh, Iggy. Iggy is taller than I am, which isn't saying too much. I'm four for ten, you know. Uh, and uh, I've had Iggy for, you know. Longer than I've been alive, actually, Iggy was Iggy belonged to my mother. I thought maybe it was like a birth present. Uh, no, Iggy. Baby shower present. In a way, Iggy is my caretaker too. So, oh, okay. So interesting. You could say they both learn from each other. We I do. Guess you can. I learn uh, from Iggy every so, day. So, so it's good that you saw this movie. Hello, my name is Doris, and because we do see in the movie, she's seen a therapist about her hoarding activities, <sighs> and I. Uh, excuse me, Ben. Her. Collecting activities. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for activities. the respect. And you know, me personally, uh, that whole thing is ew, gross. Well. So so let's 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 if if we were at one of your seminars, like, what would you be saying? Like, let's let's run through some like you know what what do you, you hit the stage, and and what do you do? Uh, well, every word that you select is very, very important. Okay. A word like gross would not appear in a seminar. I said ew gross. Oh, okay, that's even worse, all right? That's even worse. Because really, we, we in Collectors Unanimous think that everybody who is outside of Collectors Unanimous is missing a sense. You know, we have a sixth sense, and that sixth sense uh, is uh, communion with the objects around us. And so uh, we begin each meeting with a, um, uh, a meditation of thanks to all the souls in objects that have come into our life thus far. And, uh, and then we end each meeting with a, uh, a meditation of uh, asking or prayer for 
souls that we need to come into our life when we leave. I'm, I'm just picturing these media rooms just with we sit st- in a stacks of newspaper all around. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. At least newspaper. Uh, frequently, people will bring their... Um, their um, empty bottles, you know, uh, perfume bottles and um, hand cream, lotions, things that you can put on your body are, are especially uh, Jeez. So, meaningful. All right, so, Paul, I want to try something here. Do you mind? Sure. Uh, okay, so, Elaine. Yes. Let's, imagine, let's do some role play. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I used to be in the theater, you know. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. A little, little uh, Mac- Macbeth. <laughs> Summerstock. Oh, yeah. You know, ragtime, that kind of thing. Uh, right? Guys and dolls? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's, let's imagine that. Paul, would you mind and play um, Doris? Okay. And Elaine, obviously, you're going to be yourself. And we're going to imagine that if you, know, if, you were, if you were in the movie and then maybe you were countering the therapist. I'll, I'll play the therapist that was in the movie. All right. And then let's paint the picture. We're in Elaine's beautiful... Elaine, I'm sorry. Uh, in Doris's beautiful Staten Island, Staten Island? Victorian yeah, it's a beautiful home. home. Yes. Uh, and we're in the living room where there were newspapers, uh, skis... Magazines. Magazines. Pens. Uh, pens tissue boxes, etc. All the beautiful accoutrement. And, and, and I'm there as therapist there to uh, uh, try to break through and then you're... There. I feel like we don't even have to do this. I set it up so nicely. All right, let's, let's just say scene. So, uh, therapist, what's your name? Steve. Steve. Steven. You wouldn't want people to go around saying, oh, oh there's that therapist over there. Uh, Steven. Somebody move the therapist into the other corner, please. Can somebody throw the therapist in the garbage? How does that make you feel, Steven? Well, How does that make you feel? Not very good. I mean, I, but I'm a person. Right. This, these these are these are items that Doris needs to. T- I mean, this is garbage, Doris. Don't Steve, you understand I that? We, I don't want to get rid of this stuff. We have to be very careful with words like garbage. Okay, garbage is a state of mind, and if you speak garbage, you bring garbage into your world. All right. Okay, so, uh, Elaine, I I respect that, and as a, a member of the therapist community, I'm gonna approach this more diplomatically. So, Doris. Yes. Let's look at this item here. This is um, this is a bowl full of used tissue. Where were you when Mom was sick? Uh, it's hard, isn't it, Doris? It's hard. It's hard. I know. Mom, I bought it a life too. I, well, listen, Doris. I, do you need these used tissues? This is too much. Uh, um, this reminds me of Mom. So, Doris. Yes. If you could, if you could speak to your mother through these tissues, what would you say? Mama, miss you. Tissue, I love you. So, do you need these tissues, Doris? Did yes. you see that? Those tissues are her mother, in tissue form. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, to throw the tissues out would be to would be to dismiss Doris's grieving as if it weren't even there. So, you know, you, you have to respect the tissues now. The tissues have the soul of a mother inside them. I love you, Mom. Yeah, I know. Okay, I know. Doris, let's how about this item here. This is a ski, just one ski. Do you like skiing? I love skiing. Do you ever think you'll use this one ski? I mean, you need a second ski. Well, well they remind me of the neighbors. And I'll probably get another ski, so I need that. 
And and Doris, when you look at this, wait, wait, give it back, Stephen. We gotta give Doris her time. You okay. know, we gotta give right, Doris sorry. her time. Doris, when you look at this ski, and 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 you look at the ski, and you close your eyes, and you picture the ski in your mind, what beautiful smells fill you when you think about the ski? The smell of Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. All the souls of all the creatures that live on Mount Kilimanjaro exist inside this ski. You understand, Stephen? Fair enough. We'll put it in the maybe pile. Now, Doris, this, this, these are seven uh, packs of duck sauce from 1984. They hold. They do. They keep. They absolutely keep. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> all right, scene. Uh, <laughs> Elaine. Yeah. Do you see what I'm talking about? I kind of see what you're talking about. I, I don't. I mean, I should be keeping more shit. Yeah, one well, day you're going to wake up and you're not going to have anything. I wouldn't call it shit, but I will say that we are in this material body for a very limited amount of time, and we are going to have infinite time outside of this body to have nothing wow. material. So while we're here in this body, we might as well appreciate the materials we have. I, I, how do I start? You go out on the street, and you re- you're very open and vulnerable to whatever comes your way, you know? Okay, hey, I found this, I found this uh, box of old newspapers here while my way over. Oh, is this a good thing to keep? Yeah, how many, how many souls are... Every single article contains knowledge about souls. So that's like thousands of souls. Thousands of souls. So to throw away the newspaper would be to just waste away the souls of thousands of creatures. I actually, when I was walking into the studio today, I saw a uh, an old like exercise bike on the street. Maybe I should take that. And, oh, that's beautiful. And soul cycle. You know, you know, a good a good meditation to do with it with an exercise bike is to rest your face, uh, your left cheek against the seat, and close your eyes and imagine the sweat of the the former you know rider of that cycle and okay. really take that in. Okay, uh, and so so that's great. And obviously, we knew what Doris's house looks like, and we knew she had troubles with the opposite sex. How is it for you as a spokeswoman of Collectors Unanimous, and also dating, married? What's happening here? Do you feel comfortable bringing someone back to your home when it's in this condition? Well, I mean, condition, again, it, has, words, a neg- it words, has a negative reference, you know, tone words. to it, but... I consider everything in my home to be very beautiful and very meaningful mm-hmm. and the right person will 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 feel that will walk in and say oh my goodness my I feel so filled and in communion with all these other souls that you have look at all these beautiful corners of the apartment to explore together perhaps you've met maybe you can meet someone in one of these collector meetings I, I don't know Oh, people find each other all the time in my meetings. Yes. I mean, I won't consider myself a matchmaker. It's not my expertise. Sure. However, people people do find each other because you have to you have to protect one another or all these souls could be, you know, stepped upon, trodden upon, you know. So what's your stance on sanitation departments? <laughs> what's well, your political stance on sanitation departments? I think they are an evil tool of the government, and uh, and uh, they are just in the in the market for making money, and they have no respect for the intelligence of the objects around us. Well, I mean, in all fairness, they only take what you give them to throw out, so I don't think they're making money off of it. Right. Like they're keeping our streets clean. But they have the opportunity to intercept when people don't understand what they're getting rid of. 
they have the opportunity to intercept and save so many souls that they don't. They just put them in a landfill. You know, like, have you seen the Brave Little Toaster? I have seen the Brave Little Toaster, yes. So that landfill is evidence of how many souls are just tossed asunder. Do you, do you guys use Brave Little Toaster as like an example in Collectors United? Oh, it's like- for meeting number one. That's 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 the required viewing for oh, meeting number okay. one. So meeting number one is just a screening of Brave Little Toaster. That's oh, correct. I would like that. That's what's, correct. What's happening? Yeah, you're, you're selling me here. What's meeting number two? Uh, meeting number two is um, everybody brings in a shopping cart full of uh, their most important uh, pieces, uh, and then they go around and discuss. Interesting. Three? Um, well, depending on, you know, how, how people are doing so far, um, three uh, gets a little bit deeper into the connection with the items. And so people will bring in an item and then have a partner and, um, and, and together they will, they will uh, embrace with the object between them so they can show the object how important mm. its uh, soul is. Uh, right. uh, you know what, you're kind of selling me here, Lane. What about meeting number four? What's happening? Oh, meeting number four is the, is the special one-on-ones. Oh, okay. Yes. Ooh, let's skip to that, huh? Well, I mean, you have to be prepared <laughs> for it. It's very, it's very intense. It's very intense. It's, a, it's actually um, on location. It's a field trip. Uh, and you, you go uh, with, with the client to uh, the location where they first discovered one of their most important, meaningful objects. And you go to that location. You lie down on the ground with them. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is a Randy. He's our custodian. He's just gonna take some of this garbage out. Oh, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I I see that there are a couple of sheets of uh, stenographer's notebook paper in that garbage, and those cannot those cannot go. Those cannot leave the room. I'm not supposed to take this. No, I'm 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 so sorry. But the, those papers the papers are screaming to be saved. Screaming to be saved right now. Randy, Randy, just um. Take those out, and you can throw out the rest of the trash. Listen, you can take them out if you want. I have to take this garbage and throw it out. Yeah, That's Randy, where I you know what? Why don't you give that to me, and I'm just going to keep it right here next to me, okay? Right here, and just pet it and make sure that it feels all right, and you can go about your If business. it's in the bin, I got to take it in. That's my motto. How about if it's in the bin? I'm it- just saying take it out, and you can have it. I just have to take the bin. I'm not arguing with you here. We're on the same team. So you mean you're going to take the bin outside and then turn around and take it back inside? I get, yes. I have, to, I have to dump in the middle. But if there's nothing to dump, dump is a terrible four-letter word, Randy. Yeah, you choose oh. your words. We're learning yeah. that. Is that what we've been learning? That's I just got here. Learning. I'm maybe, a custodian. Maybe Randy. we need to collect more. Randy, you know what? You I'm know what? just the custodian, guys. I, 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 you know, you do what you need to do. I need to do what I, I have a family that I have to provide for, healthcare and all, Obamacare. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, Elaine. What do you think about that? All the sanitation out there that needs to have their own families. I, I mean the same. Th- you know, fracking employs people as well. That doesn't mean that I subscribe to fracking. We can, sure. you know, if in a perfect world we would live on one giant commune together. Where nothing is garbage, and everybody respects everybody else's things. Oh, well, uh, nice. well, Randy, why don't you just leave the garbage there? Uh, we'll take care of it. We'll sell your boss that you yeah. did it. Yeah. No, no, that's not how it works. 
I have to take this with me. So you can take out whatever you need, but I have to take this okay, with okay, me. Yeah, let's go through the garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to be a great these, uh, first, first steps for Paul and I to be collectors. Excellent. Uh, excellent. Well, we'll take out uh, the, the legal this, uh, apple core. Is this good? Do you see? Do you see how? If you smell it, smell that apple core. It still smells weird fresh time. like the springtime. Oh. Fresh like the springtime. And you know what else? I mean, we're not supposed to talk about this on the radio, but you can turn that apple core into a pipe. Did you know that? No. We used to do that back in the 70s. All right, so we have a pipe. We'll save that. We'll okay. put that in the yeah, same pile. Let me see uh, what else I can muster up here. Disgusting. This is garbage. Um, this is uh, one of Reuben Corner's giraffes. What movie? Slackers. Oh, do you see how beautiful that is? Ruben's soul is in that paper. And well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should read it. I think we... Okay. <laughs> Let's read it here. Hey, baby. What I thought about Slackers was it was a fun coming-of-age college movie with cheating, baby. I, I really enjoyed Devin Sawa's performance, baby. The guy... What are you reading? What? What are you rating? Oh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, th- it's just uh, this thing we found in the garbage. We're enjoying your soul, your beautiful it's a, soul. It's a soul. We're saving your soul. All right. Go ahead, Paul. It's a bird. No, it's a plane. No, it's a bird. It's Seagull. Jason Seagull, who delighted me with his acting skills. This is great stuff. Yeah. We saved this. I, Elaine, we're saving souls here. I'm, I, I have to say only... I'm very moved. I'm very moved. Yeah. Oh, wow. In my own opinion, the only slackers would be whoever didn't see this movie, Baby. Wow. I think everyone should go to their local Blockbuster and take uh, it to the blockbuster. house. Blockbuster. See, just like the thought Problem. of the word Pro- Blockbuster oh, yeah. just opens up a beautiful treasure chest full of memories. Oh, just God, rich, yeah. delicious memories. Well, I'm feeling really good about this. Elaine, do you want to play some games with us? Oh, sure. I would love to play games. Okay. I'm going to go. This is Randy, by the way. I'm still, I was here the whole time. Randy, you know, there is hope for you. There is hope for you. Yeah, Randy. I I know this. I go to church every Sunday. I'm very devout. Well, I would recommend that you take one of the Bibles the next time you're at church. Take one every time. They're free. Beautiful. You're already on the way. You're already on the way. Terrific. Bye, Randy. Bye. Uh, so, so we play a lot of different games in, on this show, and obviously we've been actively reviewing the movie My Name is Doris. Um, so we're going to play a, call, a game called Pitching in the Room. This is a game where we're going to pitch the sequel to Hello, My Name is Doris, and our uh, wonderful producer, Kent, is going to kind of be the judge of who's the winner. So, All right. Uh, I think he actually gave me that duty. Oh, Bert Pinecone? Uh, Bert Pinecone, yeah, yes, sir. Okay. Mr. Pinecone. Mr. Pinecone. What are you doing later? Sounds even better. I'm going to the Scientology Center. Anytime that I'm not doing a thing, I have to be doing Scientology stuff. Have you read Leia Romani's book? I have not, but you know, I've never met a book I didn't uh, didn't feel connected to. Right. Or keep in your bedroom. Correct. (laughs) It's a good one to keep in there. She's on the cover. You look at it before you go to sleep. Well, maybe if you want to bring that on over to my house. Oh. A little matchmaking itself here. Uh, okay, so Paul, why don't you kick us off? Okay, so the movie starts off. It's um, kind of a, a long winding road in the mountains, right? There's some military trucks going there. Uh, we cut to the inside of the truck. It's a couple of nervous soldiers with guns, right? They're sweating, shaking their gun a little bit. 
uh, out of nowhere, the first truck blows up, shots being fired in every direction, uh, lots of blood being shed, right? Cut to a CIA center of a couple people watching this all on video, and they're all sitting around, and they're like, look, our convoy has been attacked. What are we gonna do? And then in walks a really suave, you know, older agent who, you know. Older looks, agent or Asian? A, a, a agent. Oh, thank a, God. Agent. Good. You know, but maybe he's Asian. And no, he just goes, uh, I'm he, out. He looks at the room and says, gentlemen, it's time. Time to activate agent number nine. And it, the camera cuts and it's a picture of Doris on the wall. <gasps> and they click a little button oh. and cut to Doris waking up. Oh. Doris Bourne, back in the habit. Oh, yeah. Wow. Back in the habit might be trademarked already. Nope, we use it a lot. Oh, well, right. Okay, uh, Elaine, why don't you take a stab Doris at it, right? Bourne. You kind of understand how the game's played? Sure. So, um, I think that uh, a nice way to, uh, to sort of tie up the loose ends that were left at the end of the former movie would be, because at the end of, well, I guess I don't want to spoil anything. Spoilies. Spoilers ahead here. So at the end of the movie, uh, Doris agrees to um, uh, go through all of her things and in order to sell the house. Which I'm sure what you were anxiety-ridden during that whole. I, I I could barely take my hand off my eyes. I just it was so heartbreaking for me because she just gave it up all her lifetime just, of beauty. Just so, yelping through the entire theater. Oh, I'm sure. Like, oh, I couldn't. I know. I know. You know. A few people got up and left, but. They just don't understand the proper way to grieve. So right. I think that a sequel would be a, uh, a nice uh, adventure movie, maybe you know, Scooby-Doo style adventure movie, okay. where uh, Doris and her, uh, her, her band of followers, because by now she'll have a band of followers, perhaps, you know, members of Collectors Unanimous perhaps, sure. uh, going on a treasure hunt to find all oh, of the objects. This sounds great. Right, I know. To find all of the objects that have been given away all over the world and to bring them back and reassemble them exactly the way they were oh. in her house. It's oh, like Goonies meets and, the first. And, and this we, the one we oh, look for treasure, that. right? Yeah, what do you, what do you call it? I call it uh, the rebirth of a nation. Oh, oh, oh I love the first one. That was my favorite movie, Birth of a Nation. See, Mr. Pinecone. Yeah. Match made Wait a movie. minute. Now, who's going to be, so she's got a gang, right? Like a gang of people. You know, a, ho you know, a motley. A motley crew. Hodgepodge. Who, who's cast, you know, who you see playing these parts for these other people? <gasps> well, I, 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 I think that uh, at least one of them is, is dressed in a... Um, they may not be human. You know, oh, come to think of it, oh, they may wow. not be human. I'm in. Wow. I'm already in. Sold in the room. You Sorry, know, Ben. I'm thinking like Sesame Street, oh. but... But, but, but... In, you know, Captain Planet sort of armor and uniforms. Oh, man, can you tell me how to get to that movie? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty it good. It would be very entertaining. You know, children could watch it as well so they could learn the, you know, the beauty of... The value of collecting. The value yeah. of collecting, yes. All right, well, I guess no, you're the I, winner. No, I need to hear you. That's, that's the bar very high. Okay, no. so... But you know, <laughs> you know, Bert Pinecone is a star fucker. And so if you got some stars in this, that Bert Pinecone can, I, you know, movie... Fuck. Sure, you said it, not me. <laughs> okay, so uh, so my 
So obviously, at the end of Hello, My Name is Doris, Doris uh, has, obviously. has an awakening and she's moving on from her job, her current life. Uh, so in the sequel, <clears throat> she reconnects with her Williamsburg friends, uh, and but then she suddenly has a heart attack, but her Williamsburg friends still want to hang out with her, so they kind of carry her around to all these parties and put like sunglasses on her oh. and a cool... <laughs> And a, like a cool jumpsuit, and they're just like it, they're, she just hangs on two of their two of the friends' arms, uh, arms and shoulders, and, and they're just going to different shows around Williamsburg, hanging out, going you know eating, drinking, and uh, what shows do they go to? Uh, <laughs> they're going like to, Bye Bye Birdie or no, 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 Hamilton. <laughs> they did go to Hamilton. Uh, Wait, in the movie they did in the sequel they go to Hamilton. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Uh, and they but they're going to like um, Coachella. In Williamsburg, they go to Coachella. Is this yeah, like this Weekend, at Bernie's, Weekend at Bernie's, no, but well, Doris is the one that gets carried around? It's called Weekend with Doris. Oh, so it's like oh. girls meets Weekend at Bernie's. Yep. Finally, someone's making that. <laughs> there is definitely a market for that. So what do you think, uh, Bert Pinecone? Who's the winner? Well. So you want me to recap? Yeah, please. So Paul's going with... Uh, the action-packed Doris Bourne back in the habit. Oh, I'm a big Jason uh, Bourne fan. Elaine's so. going with um, the very powerful story with Muppets uh, and Puppets, uh, Rebirth of a Nation. And I am going with um, the Laugh Riot Weekend with Doris. Oh, my God. So I'm a big Jason Bourne fan. Even the Bourne Legacy I liked. That was the one with Jeremy Denner, you know? Yeah, but they referenced Jason Bourne too much. Too much, it, right? yeah. yeah. They, I'd like to see a cut of it. He's got of it. Him oh, not, of, him, of him not referencing Jason Bourne. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. That's exactly what I want. My hand is down your That's throat. That's exactly what I want. It's such a good movie, but they talk about him too much. It's right. all I want in my life. It's got, it's got his Jason Bourne's names carved in the bed, and they take a sh- they look they, they have a long shot of it. Why? I get it. It's a thing. Uh, anyway, what's the other one? There's the weekend and birdies one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can the, uh, the rebirth of a nation. Rebirth of a nation. Wait, hold on. I need to recap a little bit. So we go to Bernie's. He's like, girl. So it's like Peter Jennings' daughter and like hangs out with, uh, what's his, what's her face? Is, so, wait, is, is Sally Field still going to be Doris? Sally like, Absolutely. Yeah, Sally Field. She's going to be a limp person the whole yeah. time. And actually, uh, oh, uh, I heard she's crazy. And, and just a, a little nod to the original Weekend at Bernie's fans, uh, Jonathan Silverman's in it. Oh! Oh, well, he see, plays, that just he plays wins. A bur- barista. That wins for me when but I'm not the judge here. Rebirth of a Nation, which is finally the take, the, uh, you know. Uh, sequel to, to My Name is Doris, of course, but also Birth of a Nation, you know, which is which is a beautiful tale of uh, of, of a white woman getting a, saved. A tale as old as time. As old as time, getting saved by the army of hooded men. Have you seen this movie? Birth of a Nation? You should. It's very good. Okay, it's so not who's, who's the winner, Albert? Oh, jeez. You're having a senior moment here. I really am. You know, Ginkgo Biloba is good for that. I don't. I don't like Asian we can people. Have, uh, we have to. We have a, one more game. We have to wrap it up. Oh here. shit! All right, sorry. Uh, Pinecone here. Pinecone goes with. Uh, whatever the second one you said was. 
Rebirth of a Nation. Yeah! Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. So jelly. So we're running out of time. We're going to quickly play our flagship game here, Schmovie. <coughs> uh, Paul, why don't you uh, give a quick rundown while uh, <coughs> I pass out some paper. Elaine, you have some paper. Schmovie, America's paper. popular party game, how as many, I like how many to say. So Make sure you kiss the paper before you use it. This is a, a really fun game. It's part of the, uh, the idea behind it is really to create our own really fun movie title. So we have a six-sided die, of course, and that's going to tell us the genre of the movie. And then we have different cards, like a who and a what card, and that'll give the basis of the movie. Like one time we had a traveling vampire, right? That goes uh, back in time. So I did Bat to the Future. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's all. That's it. So (laughs) you, you get the gist, right? You're a smart lady. Sure. I mean, you know, I went to uh, Bryn Mawr, so. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to roll the die, and uh, Producer Ken again will be our judge. Oh, Megan! I mean, Albert Pineco. Uh So it's a sci-fi movie. Oh, uh, it's a flying saucer. Yeah, it's cute, right? Yeah, it's very cute. Uh, so the who is a monster, and the what is really dumb. So we are going to do, uh, and we'll keep it in the vein of Hello, My Name is Doris. We'll do a, a sci-fi movie with a really dumb monster. Um... That uh, collects. Ooh, at least there's not too much going on here. Yes. It, should be, <laughs> it should be easy. It should be very easy. You know, you can call collect. Everybody loves the carrot top commercials. Isn't it weird when he got so jacked? Remember that? He was like a skinny guy and then he got real strong. By the way, your name is Elaine. That reminds me of, of Bert Pinecone's patented impression of, of death. Deaf Jerry Seinfeld, which I will do for you right now. That's him called for a lane. But he's deaf. Thank you all. Uh, Producer Ken, yes. next episode, can you uh, go back to being... <laughs> go back to being? Back back to being the judge for these things. <laughs> I don't know. I like Al Pinecone. I call him Al. You, can, you know, just like... Paul Simon. Yeah. You can call me Al. Yeah, you can call me Julio by the schoolyard. Diamonds. Shoes. All right. Okay, Albert, do you have everything? I have everything. Okay. And this is a movie, a sci-fi movie with a pretty dumb monster that collects. Okay, I've mixed them all up. So the first one I got, monsters versus aliens. Lots and lots of aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have... Sally Cloverfields colon Ooh. collection day. That's, Ooh. Pretty Ooh. That's, uh, That's pretty good. Very smart. Now I have close encounters of the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Sally Cloverfields. Yes. Paul, you always win. Oh, man. He's you know, very don't good. Feel off, Paul, I'd like to Paul thank always wins. Oh, I don't. I'm going to recruit you. I-, I would like to thank my fans. First off, foremost. Foremost. First off. First off. Foremost. And lastly. Oh, I see you're, you're keeping your your choice. You're just gonna, so you're putting that the piece of paper you wrote on you're putting it. it. You're putting it in your bag. There's a soul in there. You know, I'm just going to put it in my bra for later. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations, Paul. Elaine, uh, we'd like to do one last thing on Jews and Reviews. Let's go around the horn and uh, rate the movie that we've obviously been actively reviewing. Hello, my name is Doris. Uh, it's on a scale from one to five stars of David. Um, oh. So, Paul? I'm a first... Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna give it three stars to David. Ooh. Uh, I thought Michael Showalter directed a gem. 
Ooh. I thought Sally Fields was a delight. Ooh. Uh, and an ensemble cast to die for. So I'll give you three Very stars. Very nice. Three stars of David. Elaine Bain, spokeswoman for Collectors Anonymous. Thank you so much for being here. What do you give? Hello, my name is Dorothy. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This has been delightful. And I give uh, Sally Field five stars of David and everybody else and everything else involved with the movie 1.2 stars for bringing negative awareness to the collectors of this world. Understood, understood. Uh, I guess you really like her. You really, really like her. I really, really like her. Right? You guys get that? Got it. <laughs> fried, fried green tomatoes. <laughs> so I also give uh, Hello, My Name is Doris three stars to David. I thought it was very nice. It was a great uh, movie. It was sad, fun, rel- relatable, sort of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's, I liked it. Uh, and that's the show. From uh, me to you. Oh, back to you. Spinjus and reviews. Bam. guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The, the Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.